Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. After back-and-forth negotiations, the South Bend School Corporation and the Teachers Union are at an impasse. The district offered its latest offer last Monday. The Teachers Union says they should be getting more money since a referendum passed last year. Because of the impasse, a November 15th deadline to set salaries for next school year is now out the window. Now a mediator is being sent in. The two parties have three sessions to work toward an agreement. If an agreement isn't reached after that, then a fact finder is brought in to analyze the facts of the bargaining process. There are two pots of money, the state allocated fund and money from the referendum that passed. NEA South Bend says the school corporation is holding out on them. We're boots to the ground with the um, referendum passing, trying to get taxpayers out there to support it. For that reason, we are promised all this with salaries. Uh, We could not come back to our uh, members with what they're offering on the table. Before the referendum passed, the union says the school corporation promised to use some of the money toward teacher raises when it became available, along with state funding. When it did pass, the union says the school corporation went back on its word. We walked into this whole process with high expectations that we knew how a referendum was sold. And it was never our intent to end it this way. In a copy of the latest offer, SBCSC has raised the starting teacher salary to $42,800 with an $1,800 raise thereafter on top of a stipend. This compares to PHM, where the board recently approved a starting salary of $42,000 along with a raise of $1,800. Mishawaka schools are at $43,000. It looks good to advertise a large starting pay because the assumption is that your pay will increase over time. A spokesperson for the school corporation says they've kept their word in raises, giving an additional $5.8 million for a total of $8.9 million in base salary increases, and also called the corporation's latest offer significant and generous. Is a million dollars a lot of money? Depends on the context. No dates have been set for a mediator to come in. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. A security company has removed its guards from South Bend Community High Schools. This after the corporation asked Trinity Protection Group for more security support following a large fight at Clay High School. The security firm had as many as three guards working at the high schools every week, but that has changed because the owner of the firm says they don't have enough interest from guards. He also says the corporation was, in his words, wishy-washy about having off-duty police officers in schools. South Bend School Corporation has worked with Trinity Protection Group since 2019. The owner of the security firm, Neil Graber, says they employ civilian and off-duty police officers officers as guards. Graber says the main issue, he couldn't get enough guards to work at the high schools. We'll try our best to help them out in any way they can. Just this particular project right here, we just don't have the resources to to give them what they were asking for. 
The other issue, Graber says the original correspondence between the security firm and South Bend schools specifically outlined off-duty police as guards. You had said that the South Bend School Corporation was kind of being wishy-washy. Why is that? Well, and that's what, I, like I said, the miscommunication. Were you asking for, because once the story kind of kind of came out, they kind of, I don't know like say recanted, but they're like, oh, we really just wanted guards in general. Um, we were under the impression you wanted uh, off-duty officers. Graber says that off-duty police are quicker to hire as guards because they already have training and background checks. He didn't feel like his company could provide their best product, so they decided to remove the guards. However, he says he's willing to work with his school district in the future. The schools, they want to get a better learning environment for their uh, staff and for the people there. So, yeah, we're all about trying to help them out. Um, if we can help in any way, we try to help. But if we can't physically put the guards in there and get to your uh, expectations, then we're not going to nickel and dime you on that. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. The Penn-Harris-Madison School District is looking to fill a couple of open school board seats after longtime members Jay Galloway and Jamie Woods submitted resignations last Friday. The South Bend Tribune reports that three members of the PHM board present at Monday night's meeting accepted Galloway and Woods' resignation, and board attorney Jeff Johnson outlined next steps for filling those openings. Woods served 17 years on the board and was recently appointed to the St. Joseph County Superior Court. Galloway, who spent 13 years on the board, will focus on her role as Director of Media Operations at Notre Dame's Fighting Irish Media, according to Johnson. Neither resigning member attended the board's Monday night meeting. Both occupied seats from Penn Township. New exam results released by the Indiana Department of Education show significant disruptions from the coronavirus pandemic to young students' reading skills. The South Bend Tribune reports the IDOE shared data last week from 2021's Indiana Reading Evaluation and Determination Exam for third graders, known as iRead 3. The exam, typically administered each spring, tests for phonics, vocabulary, and comprehension skills at a critical age when educators often say students shift from learning to read to reading to learn. This year, according to IDOE data, nearly one in every five Hoosier third graders did not achieve reading proficiency on the iRead 3. The 2021 results, with 81.2% of third graders testing proficient, represent a decline from pre-pandemic tests, where Hoosier students tested at 87.1 and 87.3% proficient in 2018 and 2019. The iRead 3 exam was not given in 2020 following an order from the governor waiving state testings as schools pivoted to remote learning at the onset of the pandemic. South Bend, Mishawaka, and Penn Harris Madison schools all saw declines in scores this year, some more pronounced than the state's average decrease, of the more than 1,100 students tested this spring in South Bend, 53.7 passed the test. In Mishawaka, 73.6% passed. In Penn Harris Madison schools, 89% passed. In South Bend, 68.5% of students received passing scores in spring 2019. In Mishawaka, 84.1% of third graders passed. In Penn Harris Madison, 93.1% passed. State officials say the 2021 data also show widening gaps among Indiana's racially and ethnically diverse and low-income student populations, as well as English language learners and those receiving special education services. 
The leaves are changing colors and falling, but some people in St. Joseph County are having trouble with leaf pickup service. Some in Granger complain about what they say are frustrating new rules from the St. Joe County Leaf Program. The Leaf Program has already had two pickups this year. People that subscribe get four pickups per season. Tall trees and a quaint neighborhood. Sturdy Oaks is a beautiful area, but a lot of work during the fall, according to Chris Wagner. In his 30 years living here, leaf pickup hasn't been an issue. The first pickup in October was normal, but many piles were not accepted last week. We really have more rules now than we ever had. And when we paid back in March, you know, we everybody paid early. Um, we didn't have this many rules. Wagner says some of the rules make sense. No bagged leaves or piles in a stone bed. But others are problematic, including no grass clippings in the piles. They can't be within 15 feet of a mailbox or obstacle. And leaf piles have to be by the company's sign. Because their rules seem to change after the game started. Like I said, the first pickup, there were no issues. The second pickup, there seem to be issues at just about every home. Scott Miller was one of many people in the neighborhood that didn't have his leaves picked because of these new rules. They seemed to spend more time on our street last Friday taking pictures and walking up to everybody's home, telling them why they weren't going to pick up their leaves. There's been two leaf pickups and only two to go, but neighbors are concerned because they still have 80% of the leaves left on their trees. The program is run by St. Joe County Recycling. I contacted the company and didn't get a call back. If you're not able to get a hold of the company for complaints, Commission President Andy Caselny says to contact the Board of Commissioners. This is a program that we think um, provides a great service for our citizens, but we want to make sure that we're meeting the expectations. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. Former South Bend Police Chief Darrell Boykins was involved in a fatal collision with a motorcycle last Sunday. Police report Boykins was driving south on Mayflower Road trying to turn left onto Western Avenue when his car hit a motorcycle ridden by 38-year-old Thomas Stitt. Stitt, who was not wearing a helmet, died after surgery from his injuries. Boykins was not injured. Boykins was South Bend's first black police chief. He resigned his position in 2012 amid the fallout on the police tape scandal when it was revealed he was the subject of an investigation into federal wiretapping violations. A national organization known as Disabled American Veterans is having a major impact on veterans in our area. The DAV has the ability to help hundreds of thousands of veterans in Indiana. Today, we're spreading the word about Disabled American Veterans, or the DAV as it's called, and how they can help you. As he was rotating home, the seventh handler had the dog in his kingdom. It's hard to miss Bob Carnegie. I carry a lot of veterans around. I was going to go pick up one today. Carnegie has had a lot of jobs with the DAV, but his favorite role is helping others. But for the most part, who cares about the veterans more than another veteran? And so there are lots of ways we can help. In the DAV world, there are lots of things we can do. The Vietnam vet suffers from the effects of Agent Orange. It was the DAV who helped him. Until somebody kicked me in the head about eight years ago and said, well, you've had this and you've had that and you've had this. Do you ever look into getting benefits? I said, what are you talking about? Now he helps others. It's what the DAV does. Some veterans need jobs or housing. For others, the charity can help navigate services and benefits. 
Year-round, the organization provides rides to veterans. We have the availability to serve 400,000 veterans in the state of Indiana. Veterans of all eras, whatever branch they were in, doesn't matter what if they're in the DAV or not, uh, we still work with them. Uh, as long as you took the oath and you served your commitment in the military, uh, we're there for you. Come on in this way. In Elkhart, you can find a variety of services. So we have the banquet hall here where we can hold events. And perhaps most important, camaraderie. And it also gives them a place to go and meet and talk with other veterans that have been involved and done things that they have, and just somebody to talk to and connect with. For veterans like Carnegie, the DAV allows him to continue to connect with others through service. There are DAV locations in our area, including in Goshen and Elkhart, and there are county service officers in every county in the state. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. The holidays are right around the corner. For many, it may be the first time celebrating together since the pandemic hit. That means the holidays are also a time when many family members may first notice symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia in a loved one. A lot of people are going to be getting together with family members this month and next month, maybe for the first time in quite a while. I'm here with Maggie, uh, and we are talking about early signs of Alzheimer's. And Maggie, you are here, what, from uh, the Alzheimer's Association. So this is something that you are constantly thinking about. Absolutely. And we know, just like you said, this is a time of year where people are getting together and they haven't been around each other in a couple of years. So there may be things that people are noticing that they didn't notice previously. So it's important to know what those signs are. So that way somebody can get diagnosed as soon as possible. All right. So let's maybe talk about the top three things that uh, people can be on the lookout for when they're visiting with family. Um, what's the first one? Yeah, so one of the, the most common signs and symptoms that people know and associate with Alzheimer's or dementia is memory loss. But I always like to add on that second part, it's really memory loss that disrupts their daily life. So their ability to be able to do things that they do each day. The second one um, you were telling me was challenges in planning and structure. Yeah, and especially with the holidays coming up, people who normally host Thanksgiving or host that big Christmas get together, um, you know, paying attention if somebody is really struggling with, with being able to put together logistics that they normally would be able to do pretty easily or have done in the past with without breaking a sweat. That absolutely can be an early sign or symptom that they may want to pay paying attention to. And then third, basically difficulty completing normal activities. Absolutely. Things that they would do every single day. So if uh, your mom is always the one who cooks the Thanksgiving turkey, she's done it every single year for the past 30 years, but there's something about this year that she's really struggling with, it, that could be a warning sign. Maggie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 